Welcome to the First Word Podcast. This is Jacob and Mike. And we have a special episode or two coming up, and it is something we are both passionate about, and that I think everybody should be passionate about within the church. But we would like to discuss student ministry. Yes. Students. So student ministry, all it is, is ordering pizza and babysitting. Right, Mike? Yep. Sleep deprivation is definitely in there, too. Yep. Well, so that's what a lot of people think student ministry is, but we know it's not that. It is far from that. We want to clear up some misperceptions. We want to share some stories. We want to talk about our, our vision and how we see student ministry and why it's important. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, Let's get into it. All right. I'm excited. So I've been a student pastor for 15 years. I was called to ministry at the age of 16. And from that moment, I I knew I was called to student ministry. Um, God changes your callings over time. And um, that's when he led me to be a senior pastor. It was amidst uh, change in calling and processing through that. But from the time I was 16, I felt called to student ministry specifically and and so I devoted myself to that. And how did that happen, Jacob? Like, what what was it about the calling that was so clear that that led you specifically to students? You know, that's a good question. It was, to be honest, my student pastor. Really, the impact he had on me, mm. the tight bond I had with other students in my student ministry, mm-hmm. um, and how I was growing. Um, I had friends I was so close to in student ministry. None of us were alike. Alike. Um, and it just was a wonderful, beautiful picture of the kingdom. Um, and it changed me. And my student pastor poured so much into me. And I wanted to be like that. That's awesome. Have an impact like that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I went off to college. I was involved in middle school ministry while in college. And then went off to, well, actually, my senior year of college, I got my first student pastor job by the grace of God. I don't know why they hired me. <laughs> Um, but I was, I'm grateful for that time. Um, and then I was able to get my education experience at the same time and keep serving students. I've served in student pastor in three, three different churches. Nice. And I have so many students I still love to this day. Um, and so, yeah. So tell me, tell me a little about your student ministry, uh, Background, calling, all that, Mike. Yeah, so um, I thought I was going in the military. That's what I wanted to do in high school. Um, and then God slammed that door shut. And so when I didn't know what to do with my life, because uh, to be very blunt, I was just throwing it away uh, for worldly things, um, I I was at this, this Bible college. Um, and that's where God really got a hold of me. And I, I repented of you know, just the way that I was living. I mean, God had so gripped my heart there on the first night um, that I realized that, you know, it's it's time to like really own my faith. Like be, I, I believed in Jesus when I was 13, but it was there when I was 18 years old at this Bible college that I realized like, I need to follow Jesus like every day, um, every decision, everything, like full surrender. Uh, was was then and so throughout that year I was just praying like Lord what do you want for me what do you want for my life um, I was trying to figure a bunch of stuff out um, not only with 
these theological classes that I had and these these uh, you know in depth courses. Uh, while, I was just trying while to, being a baby Christian, right? Yeah, I mean, essentially, yes. Um, yeah, I was, and I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. All these other kids are like, you know, just excelling, and I'm trying to figure out like study methods. How do you how do you actually study and take mm-hmm. this stuff seriously? And like, I'm learning about God and things, and so like, also learning other things, trying to figure out how to tie a tie. And you know, you know <laughs> at, at this college, you had to do that. And so, so it was that kind of college. It, it, <laughs> it, it was. Um, so I mean, it wasn't. There were more lax in some, but like that I was that was I, extreme for me. So I don't see you wear a tie now. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a reason for that. So, um, but it was during that that I'm like, Lord, how is this going to translate to like? an actual job. I mean, I, I hate to say it that way, but I'm like, I didn't, you know, cause what, everything I thought before that was like, um, and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, but all my friends went to these big universities and stuff. And that's kind of what I, you know, what I had in my mind, but I didn't, I totally missed the plan of God for my life at that point. Um, until as I was praying through it, like, Lord, what do you want for me? Um, I remember, um, a professor saying there's only two things in this universe that last forever. It's the word of God and it's the souls of men. Mm, and so yeah. why not invest your life into something that yeah. lasts forever? That's and good. In that moment, I knew that was for me. I knew that the, the spirit was so active in me, like within me. And he just confirmed that. Um, so I knew my life was going to be to, um, you know, the ministry of the word and to investing in people's souls and, and winning souls. Um, so how did he get you into student ministry from, I, I know, I mean, students have souls too. They, they do. Sometimes they do. you wonder. <laughs> Facts. Um, so at that college, every summer, it's a Bible college throughout, you know, the, the other three seasons, but in the summer, it's a summer camp for teenagers. Okay. And so uh, they put me as a counselor there and I got to be um, around like thousands of students every single summer. Mm. And that was really when I realized, like, not only do I do I enjoy being around them, but like I was connecting with them yeah. and um, and I was learning from them like they were they were an inspiration to me. Um, but I was also able to help them along with things that I was learning. And, and, um, it was, it was just kind of a seamless thing at that point. And so that was really, uh, how I got, how I got started in that and in student ministry. And, you know, I have, I've always appreciated teenagers ever since then. Uh, again, most days, (laughs) but that's people in general, right? So you, you love them when they're asleep. So, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my journey there. And, um, so from there, I've had a lot of like odd jobs, um, work for a hospital. I've worked for little Debbie. I've worked for all these different things until you get your first real job, (laughs) um, as you know, as, as God has called you, you know, or, or according to your calling. And, and that happened in Savannah, Georgia. Um, nice. Christian and I, my wife, Christian and I were in uh, Chattanooga. We lived in Chattanooga at this time. And a buddy of mine from, from college, um, made me aware of this opportunity in Savannah and we'd never been there. We didn't know a single soul there. Um, I was making good money at this hospital I was working at, but I was like, you know, this is so weird and out of place, like for, for this to be mentioned, but let's pray about it just in case God's mm-hmm. hands in it. Let's just start praying about it. Yeah. Maybe I'll mention it to Christian. And I did. And she thought it was as weird as I did, but <laughs> we're like, you know, could this be it? And, you know, we started going through the process and sure enough, like 
we it was a clear yeah clear calling for the lord to just uproot from where we were in chattanooga yeah. and go there and and um and that was my first job as a youth pastor and that was in 2017 and you haven't uh, run away from student nope, ministry nope so um been ran off but i can't run away from no i'm just playing yeah so, well uh, no no <laughs> But, not um, here, not run off here. That's it, man. We got a great, a great group here too. So I'm excited Amen. to, uh, to be serving here now. Uh, been here three years, mm-hmm. um, and man, special group. Man, three years. That's that is uh, like tenure for a student yeah. pastor. We've, there's some milestones there that we passed. <laughs> so so um, we've both been in student ministry a while. We've seen some ups and downs. Um, you know, I saw a big change in student ministry. Now that I think about it. Um, like ten, five or ten years in, somewhere in between there, students changed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it had to do with social media and how that's being used. Um, students stopped wanting to have as much fun, but I think it's because they were afraid things would be captured on video and picture, <laughs> and it's like way more reserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but you know the culture changes so often and and usually the forefront of changing culture is from younger people mm-hmm. and so you're constantly having to reevaluate and restructure and um learn lingo i would oh yeah you're pretty good at that mike with the lingo i'm i don't know i'm not <laughs> i've tried to get I, him to I teach up things from here here and there yeah. but i wouldn't I, say i'm fluent students were is... trying to teach me how to use the word bet <laughs> and I could not, I could not figure it out. Okay. I would use it wrong all the time. There's, there's another word for that, chuggy. Okay, see, I don't so, even know what that is. That's where you're trying to be hip and trendy, but you're, it's not. Oh, that's what I was like being? Yeah, I don't know if they called you that. Hopefully not, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Bet. See, are you, no, no. in context. Uh, was it? Uh, I think so. Okay, oh, no. we'll ask a student and see. Oh, we, no. will. we will. Um, so, we've been a student ministry a while. Um how uh, do you want me to share first or you about how do you view student ministry uh, man you go for it okay so here's kind of my over the years my kind of mission statement for student ministry uh, student ministry exists to give students the tools and desire to become mature Christian adults okay there's a lot to that mm-hmm. um, we're building something for the future we can't expect them to be mature Christian adults at this stage in their life. We can expect them to grow in understanding and knowledge and faithfulness and all that's required for that, but they're not mature people. I mean, uh, their prefrontal lobe is not fully developed. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah. I'm using big words. I don't, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, developmentally, they're... Yeah, know, the they're, hormones are out of whack. Yeah, stuff's going on there. Yeah, so. yeah. And... um and so you got to recognize that, you know, mm-hmm. we're seeking to give students tools and desire to become mature Christian adults. So tools, uh, you, you teach them the Bible, you teach them how to study the Bible, you teach them how to apply it, you teach them evangelism, you teach them all these tools needed to live out their faith in the future. But if you just have tools and you don't have desire, um, they're going to go off to college. There's a sad statistic that's been around for decades. Um, around 70% of students, between 60 and 70% of students, once they leave, mm-hmm. um, uh, graduate high school, and they, they move off, they, they drop out of church. Mm-hmm. Between 60 and 70%. And, and it really hasn't changed that much over decades. Um, 
we we can discuss some of why that is but one reason if they don't have the desire to grow in their faith to plug in to be part of the church the the work of the church uh, they're not going to mm-hmm. even if they have all the tools so um i think a lot of churches do or student ministries do one well and not both mm-hmm. not I, I have never f- fully figured out how mm-hmm. the question i think is how do you instill desire in somebody which is yeah. difficult I think we do well teaching. You got Sunday school, you got Wednesday nights, you got small groups. Um, but how how do you instill within somebody? Um, I desire to live this out. That's a great question, and I honestly I don't I don't know that you can. I mean, I, you can do like that. Desire has to organically come from within that right. person, right? So, um, but definitely provide those opportunities definitely equip them as much as you possibly can so opportunities i think that's a good word um you know you're inspired when you see other people's lives change or you're a part of that you're an active part of ministry or maybe you have leadership responsibility and and you are a part of the reason you've seen someone's life mm-hmm. turn around. That'll inspire you and give you desire to, to continue on. Definitely. You know, I mean, they, they, they get a taste of that. Yeah. It's contagious a lot of times. Yeah. And you go on mission trips or you do service projects and um, getting beyond yourself, mm-hmm. uh, I think, can help instill that desire. Uh, we become so me focused. Mm-hmm. Our culture is that way. Yeah. Uh, the church is that way. Adults in the church are that way. Mm-hmm. But especially, I mean, kids and students, we, it's, that's something that's hard to grow out of. So yeah. the more we can get people outside of themselves, period, but especially students, I think it can help instill that desire. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and this even goes back to like where my passion comes from for students and mm-hmm. my my calling, I guess. I mean, um, God put me in those opportunities, but I remember as a middle school um, guy, like when I was in middle school, I remember just, so my, my parents split when I was 11. Um, so I came from a broken, very dysfunctional home. Uh, and I didn't have a lot of um, male role models, you mm-hmm. know, um, I didn't have any real good ones, honestly. And so I had a youth pastor, but we were, you know, this, this huge church down in Tampa, um, or, or South of Tampa. But I just remembered, man, if there was more like, uh, mentoring going on, if I had more, like, what does it actually mean to make decisions to be a man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, see that modeled and yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have that. Our youth group was a fun place. You know, you go there and, play the games and and mingle and for the girls i mean that was a motivation for me you know at that time but like if i really had somebody in my life i believe this like to like a a, a guy in my life a man yeah. that could teach me um godly ways how to walk in righteousness mm-hmm. how to pursue the lord and study the bible and the meaning and the value of that uh, but also do life with me and say yeah. hey you know what's going on here in school? Why are you getting in trouble? Or, you know, um, there's a better way. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have mattered a lot for me. And so that drives me to, yeah. um, to hopefully shepherd our young guys. Uh, Statistics show that Mike, so that 60 to 70% dropout rate, one of the remedies to that, uh, at the top of the list, one of the remedies is, um, students who had 
a relationship with at least one adult within the church that's not their parent or the student pastor. Wow. Or um, didn't drop out of church. Wow. Yeah. See, that's it's relationships. Yeah. You know, that um, community is so big. And even just having that, um, that discipleship mm-hmm. beyond community in general, it's you have a more one on one. You have a more inside scoop on on life from somebody who's further along than you, more mature than you, and and can show you and bring you yeah. along. Um, and that they can tell genuinely cares and, mm-hmm. and not paid a, to be there. Not yes, yeah. and that's one thing I've I realized. Even like with volunteers, sometimes um, a misconception is, well, I have to dress a certain kind of way or or, or talk a certain way yeah. to be effective with teenagers and i found that's just so not true like if you show up if you show up in their life and you care about them yep that's it yeah um the the rest does not matter that's all that's all students want yep is somebody that genuinely cares about them and And they need that yeah um I, i think the church should be um, well, I, I think adult Bible studies like on Wednesday should be full, mm-hmm. but I think there should be more people plugged into children's ministry and student ministry mm-hmm. on those nights than are seeking to feed themselves. Yeah. Um, and they'll be fed. You're, you're fed and grow while serving, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a big need there. I've always seen in every student ministry I've been a part of, we've had adult volunteers. Mm-hmm. But not enough. It's oh, always yeah. the same handful, mm-hmm. um, and oftentimes, you know, you're in a in between time of youth pastors, and a lot of uh, adults get involved to keep the ministry going. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the youth pastor comes in, it's oh, I can be done now, and I know, and you know, honestly, pull was, away. And that I expected that when I came here. Yeah, um, I, I expected that to be the exact case. Um, thankfully. It has not been. Awesome. We've had uh, an amazing group of volunteers even before I got here. Yeah. Like transition from the last student pastor to me, um, it was a band of volunteers that that um, loved on our kids and, and was there for our, our students and um, just taught them, led them, showed up for them. Um, there's a difference between just holding something together and continuing yeah. to do it. Yeah. and. Um, there wasn't a really um, huge drop off. I mean, maybe in content and like rhythms and stuff, obviously, because mm-hmm. things change, you know. Um, but as far as the, the core group of them, um, even beyond that, I mean, most of them are still are still serving. Yeah, now, that's which awesome. Is so s- such a testament every, to them. Every church needs to pour into to children and, and students. I agree, and they, so our. our our student ministry volunteers have been such a blessing and so refreshing because yeah. that tells me exactly where their hearts are. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they weren't just doing it because they were obligated to be there right. and, you know, there was a need and they were kind of guilted into doing yeah. that, which is never a great motivator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they wanted to be That's there. That's awesome. And they continue to prove that. And that is um, so valuable to me and such a, such an encouragement to me. Yeah. Um, so one other thing I think about, um, how I view student ministry. Um, it, it goes along with what I said, um, given tools and desires to become mature Christian adults. But uh, student ministry is different than the rest of the church ministry. I mean, similar to children's ministry in the sense that students cycle through. Mm-hmm. They don't stay with you. Yeah, They m- come through and move on. So you mm-hmm. got middle school, high school, 
and then they're off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've come to picture it as a student comes into my ministry, student ministry, with an empty backpack. What am I going to put in that backpack that they're going to carry up with them when they leave? Um, and so uh, try to seek intentionality with um, what are we learning, mm-hmm. um, what are we pursuing, what are we showing as priorities, stuff like that. Um yeah, and that's a good thought and a good analogy too. A, a Survivor show comes to mind where <laughs> yeah, they can only get yeah, ten items, you yeah. know, and then they're sent out. What, there, what so. do you put in? Uh, so, like another thing, I would always structure. I always played games and stuff, mm-hmm. but I tried to keep things also looking like church and feeling like big church mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, partially because I think student ministries have gone wrong in the past. Being, I don't want to say it, but but too fun. Yeah, in the sense of let's just have all fun and games and a little discipleship maybe mm-hmm. you know a little devotional like that was just a throwaway thing yeah. to do during that time yeah and then they they go off and um graduate and now all they have is big church and mm. oh this is boring i don't you yeah. know i'm out <laughs> i'm out yeah and so they do and they have for decades and so people get used to what you feed them yeah you know and what you what you hook people with is what you have to keep them with. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of student ministries, hey, let's entertain. Let's have big glitz and glamour. Let's have huge flashy everything. Mm-hmm. Let's attract a big crowd. Yeah. Um, but what happens when when all that goes away? Yeah. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always leery about things that grow really fast. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people expect... Uh, quick growth, uh, particularly in student ministry. Um, yeah, you have and, this this special event, and that'll do it. And, yeah, yeah. And how are you not up to fifty kids yet, or whatever it is? I mean, I, nobody's asked me that personally, but I, I, my buddies. Why? Why? No, I'm not. I'm not asking. Uh, there, there are incentives that we have for that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> if we reach seventy five, I am shaving my head. He is, and I will shave my beard for a hundred. But and, you know, we'll get there. I know this is a podcast, and if you don't know Mike, he does have an epic beard. I'll just say that. Yeah, I don't want to really lose it. So, um, <laughs> but I do. I do want for the kingdom, students. Mike. That's it's, it. It's for the kids. Uh, where was I even going with that? <laughs> um, slow growth. Oh yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, that's so true because a lot of student ministries are, uh, as they say, an inch deep and a mile wide. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but so, how I view student ministry, uh, and I don't have a, an official thorough definition mm-hmm. because I try to keep things simple for myself mm-hmm. but for kids too. Yeah. Uh, but you got to grow deep before you can grow wide. Uh-huh. Um, what, how I view it is a, uh, a growing up of their faith, yeah. but also a trickle down. So like um, as you equip them, as you train them uh, to do the work of the ministry, uh, like we have a saying, kind of our tagline, if you will, it has been take the next step and own your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, always taking a next step in their faith, whatever that is. Maybe that's baptism. Um, maybe that's literally just coming two weeks in a row. I mean, yeah. for some, that's a challenge. And so journeys are different. Yeah. Um, everybody are, are on different paths, um, but trying to point them to taking that next step to own their faith. And so how we define owning their faith is when they start to um, share Jesus with others yeah. and they start to bring other students along yeah. and they start to show other students um, what they're doing as far as, um, you know, 
on our serve team, we have a tech team, we have a, a worship team. Um, when they start bringing students along. Um, when they start, just, I would see it also as when they start coming on their own. Yes. Like Without I've them. noticed throughout each student ministry I've been in, once students start to drive themselves, mm-hmm. I see a lot of them drop off because mm-hmm. their parents. Job. That's been huge right, for us. Absolutely. Their parents aren't bringing them anymore. They're not forced to come mm-hmm. always, which parents will have a whole nother session about that because that's yes. the worst thing you can do to your kids. I don't feel like going to church. Oh, well, you don't have to. You wouldn't say that about broccoli or their sports practice, or but, but when it comes to so God, probably do. I could, yeah, I could get on a soapbox, but we'll, we'll do that another okay. time. <laughs> we'll do that another time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So owning your faith, that's, that is key. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, and just what that looks like is bringing others along. Um, but it's not just bringing them to church. It's like, Hey, you need to be owning that out in your community. Yeah. Owning that at school. Um, I see our students doing that, by the way, we had FCA yesterday morning and, um, one of our students, two of them actually, um, are, have started, um, a prayer wall in the girls' bathroom at Portland High School. That's awesome. And so they're taking sticky notes and they're putting prayer requests on there. They got approval from the principal um, who said, hey, if, if bad stuff is starting to be written on there, then you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but they're they're optimistic about it. Yeah. They're trying to take it off. Hey, living out their faith That's it. publicly. And so and it has been so cool to see them do that. And, and I celebrate that. I love yeah. trying to find ways to celebrate these things. Yeah. And, and that's a big deal. So um, we have students that are that are owning their faith. That's awesome. And, uh, it's been really cool. So that's how I see it. So growing them up, um, but also the trickle down as far as like high schoolers. I'm a firm believer that um, they need to be mentoring middle schoolers, taking middle yeah. schoolers under their wing. Yep, because absolutely. Like right now we're we're combined with we're six to twelve. Yep. Um, that's how all mine have been as well. Yeah. And so there's a lot of dynamics going on. There's a big gap from sixth mm-hmm. grade to a senior, yeah. obviously, but. To bridge that gap, you need high schoolers to to yeah. reach down and say, "Hey." So those middle schoolers then have someone to look up to, mm-hmm. but those high schoolers are then given leadership opportunities. I'm a huge, huge fan and proponent of of giving students leadership opportunities. Yeah, you'll never become a leader if you're never given an opportunity to lead. I agree, and that's the perf- That's one of the best ways mm-hmm. is to to mentor, come alongside. Uh, I tried to institute a few times; it never panned out well. But a big brother, big sister type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, some of them hooked on to it. But yeah, yeah. You tried. I tried. That's <laughs> that's what matters, right? The intentions were there. Yeah. Um, but even you know, like for middle schoolers that have seen the example of high schoolers, um, man, I want them to take elementary school kids and show yeah. them a few things. Um, you know, whatever opportunities that is at at VBS or yeah. or however they can, um, yeah. depending on how far along they come, and so. Um, that's how I view student ministry is, is, is a growing up at a trickle down, um, yeah. for lack of a better term. I, just I love made it that up, but it may not be a tagline. Put, put, it, put it on a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> trickle down. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or just right. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> grow and trickle. <laughs> Portland student ministry. That's First it. Baptist. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a lot to student ministry. There's. A lot of need. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a really a great need. It's. I, I say a lot. A lot of people say they're the future of the church. They're not. They're they are the church now. They are. They are a part of the church now. Man, this is proven by Apple. All these big big brand companies. They they um, the demographics are after are 
this generation yeah. right now because um, they understand that they're not the future. They are making waves now. They're yeah. they're setting the trends. They're yeah. they're influencing and and so and and they're targeted. Honestly, yeah, they're targeted by all kinds of ideologies and. It's and a very so. hard time to live as a Christian, but especially mm-hmm. for students. I yeah. agree. And so they need more than ever the gospel and um, people uh, sharing truth uh, yeah. with them. So in student ministry, I'm sure that you have come across a fail or two. Um, yes. Yeah. So this, we'll hold this for the next episode. Okay. So you'll have to tune in next week. The ultimate cliffhanger. Yes. (laughs) This has been Student Ministry Part 1. Tune in next time and you'll hear some funny fails from Student Ministry. Um, But you'll also see hear hear a little of the purpose of student pastor yeah so thank you for for listening to our heart a little about students and student ministry i pray that you'll plug into student ministry and really invest in lives um but thank you for tuning in to the first word podcast this is jacob and mike god bless bye